Come gather round the campfire and hear our ghostly tales of chilling terrors, darkest woes, and anything that goes bump in the night. So cuddle up with your best friend or dare it alone. The darkness is closing in and spirits are calling your name. This is Fireside Phantoms. Tonight, we are going to discuss the Mandela Effect. What is that? Well, I don't remember. Yeah. (laughs) Good one, Holly. This is probably one of the weirdest things and the spookiest topics that we have to dedicate a whole episode on. I'm thinking we might even need two episodes. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure there's so many stories of people who can't remember or who could remember something that now they're being told have right. never happened. Well, it all started with Nelson Mandela. Of course uh, it did. Which was um, a conspiracy thinking that Nelson Mandela had died back in the late 80s. Right. You know, this was really alarming to many people, myself included, when we found out, no, he didn't die in prison. Yeah. But was released and went on to become South African's president. And Talk about a comeback. Yeah. <laughs> Received numerous awards and passed at the old age of 95. He was resurrected from the grave and he came back to be a president of a major country. Nicely done, Nelson. Yeah. And he ended up uh, passing uh, the second time. Are we sure about that? In 2013. I mean, do we need to mark that somehow? (laughs) Write it down like that Memento Mori movie? We need to because people keep (laughs) resurrecting and I just don't understand You don't know if he's dead for sure. (laughs) Did you see the body? Because I'm not sure he's gone. Yeah. So, gosh, you know, there are so many theories as to... He's probably living with Tupac in New Mexico. Yeah, he probably is. (laughs) There's so many theories as to what might be causing this because nobody wants to admit they have a bad memory, right? Or that they're just tuned out to major news like that. Memory is so faulty. Um, I know that in the criminal justice system... One thing that is very difficult for um, people that work in those cases is when a crime happens, um, first of all, witness testimony is always bad because um, people aren't always completely clear about what they've seen. Sometimes they are. But then memory. So you see something, you know what you saw, and then a couple days later you start to second guess yourself because your memory starts to change and Mm -hmm. you're not entirely sure anymore. Memory's a real tricky bitch. And I feel like today it's even harder because we're so inundated with so much information. We're bombarded by so many things and we're doing so many tasks simultaneously. We're overstimulated. It's, It's really easy for us to be confused. So some of the theories that people have as to what might be causing this is, of course, CERN. Oh, (laughs) Um, but wait, CERN, isn't that, um, this started happening before CERN was around though, right? Well, yeah, except for uh, when people started tracking all of the Mandela effects, they noticed that there was a huge spike in these Mandela effects being reported in the year 2008, which coincidentally is the year CERN revved up its particle collider machine. Well, that is interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Now, some of the other, um, you know, biggest theories I've come across are we're shifting parallel realities. I like that one. Okay. Time travelers are going back in time and changing little things to make our timeline a bit wonky. So it was like the whole back of the future. Don't touch anything. 
don't talk to anyone. You're right. going to You're gonna mess disturb the time continuum. Yes, yes. And then, of course, my favorite, demons escaping from the bottomless pit. Oh, yeah. um, and for those who do not believe, you know, anything really paranormal is going on, uh, they might just think it could be a mad hacker messing with code and making our world glitchy because they think we're living in a simulation. Right. Well, isn't that the idea that we have a shared consciousness and that our consciousness is all agreed on what we're seeing out in our physical space? But really, physical space is just an illusion and we are not in a physical reality. We're just a spirit thinking it's having a physical experience. Yeah. Isn't that how that works? Yeah. And Elon Musk said that, you know, if you look at where computer games used to be as to how just advanced they are with all the graphics and how did you, how they just look so realistic and so vibrant. Yeah. Um, he said if there's even just a minute fraction of improvement, we won't be able to tell the difference between that and our reality. <laughs> and so that should be our proof we are living in the matrix. Wow. That's what he goes by and he believes. Okay, so if that's unsettling, let's dive into this right here and talk about some examples. Yeah, because he wants to upload our consciousness to the web. I don't think he wants to. I think he just is fascinated with the ability to um, learn languages at light speed and be able to really improve. He really believes we won't be able to keep up once technology uh, becomes aware of itself and that that is humanity's only hope is to merge with technology. I'm so getting, we're on an equal footing level. Okay. Well, I'm getting my Jeff Goldblum Jurassic Park quote. Oh, ready. God. Not again. <laughs> How many of these quotes do you have? It's just the one. And oh, I keep seeing oh, it over, over, and over and over and over again. again. Let's get into this. Uh, I'm going to just discuss some of the most unsettling ones I've come across. Okay. Do you have access to a King James Bible? <laughs> well... How funny you should ask, Carol, since you insisted I get one when you walked in the door. <laughs> yes. As a matter of you, fact. Where did you put it? It's right here oh, on my Oh, good. Lap. I'm glad it didn't materialize and dematerialize on us. You uh, are making me nervous about this because you said we were going to need this Bible to get us through this episode. <laughs> we are. Okay. So anybody who's listening, I know that a lot of you probably went to Sunday school you might want to pause the episode also and go get your King James Bible, which used to be the gold standard version. We all had copies of it growing up. I know uh, my family had a family King James Bible. And this one that you have is like 50 years old, isn't it? Sure is. 1970. Awesome. So what I want you to do is I want you to turn to the preface. Turning to the preface. I bookmarked it for you, Holly. So did you know that there's no such thing as the King James Bible? Carol, <laughs> stop it. You're <laughs> fucking with me. I don't really know how the Bible was named the King James Bible. Because just, in the preface. There's a preface. There is a preface. I'm at the book of Genesis. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, my Lord. We got to put this oh, on pause. Oh, here it is. Okay, okay. So what does it say at the top? Hold on. Is this? No, that's not the preface. <laughs> <laughs> then you're going to need Oh, my I don't God. Know. Okay. Like, <laughs> oh, sh- 
Okay, we found the preface. Thanks be to God. <laughs> Wait, does God still exist? Yes, God still exists. We're still in the Mandela effect, so I'm not really uh, sure. <laughs> Would you do me the favor of just reading the preface? Okay. <laughs> to the most high and mighty prince, James, by the grace of God. King... Okay, stop. Okay. Don't you think it's interesting it says Prince James? It does say Prince James. Why does it not say King James? Well, below that... It says King of Great Britain, France, and Ireland, defender of the faith. It does, but... He's a prince and he's a king. It tells him that he's the prince. And before, people are saying it was always King James. Yeah. It wasn't prince. I've never heard it be called the Prince James Bible. No, and most people haven't. Mm -mm. So if you examine this heading and then you go on to a little ways down that preface... Mm -hmm. Um, it now states a tribute to Queen Elizabeth, who would not have been queen yet when this was printed. For whereas it was the expectation of many who wished not well unto our scion, that upon the setting of that bright occidental star, Queen Elizabeth, of most happy memory, some thick and palpable clouds of darkness would so have overshadowed this land that men should have been in doubt which way they were to walk, and that it should hardly be known who was to direct the unsettled state. So, Holly, this is interesting because um, some of the arguments that this is a Mandela effect is that they say in the preface, well, first of all, it was never Prince James. It was always King James. And then they are, um, one of the argument is saying that Queen Elizabeth, this tribute that they make in the Bible is to our Queen Elizabeth, who is reigning currently. But when we looked it up, yeah, um, clearly there. this is referencing the first Queen Elizabeth who brought Protestant religion out mm. in the open. She was a very um, strong queen for the Protestant religion. Yes, And so that is why they're giving tribute to Queen Elizabeth, who would have passed... Right How many before years? King right, James, right before him. Right before him, because this Bible came out in 1611. Yeah, and he took over after her, she passed in 1603. Right, so I, I don't really agree with that Mandela effect on that one, but there is a lot of changes people are saying that are happening with their Bible, in particular the King James Version. I know that we all have heard the Lord's Prayer a hundred billion times. Mm -hmm. I remember it as, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Mm -hmm. Is that how you've always learned it? Yeah. Well, now they say in the Bible, it's changed to forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And I know that that's another way of saying it, but I really believed that the original version was always trespasses and trespass. So are they retranslating it into new language or? Well, that's the thing. That's a Mandela effect situation. People think it's a Mandela effect because they're looking at their family Bibles, which are 50 or 90 years old. Right. And these changes are in there. Should I look up that verse in the sure. Bible? What's the, the verse? Uh, I think that's in Psalms or... Yeah, so actually, um, it should be in the New Testament, Holly, where Jesus is teaching his disciples how to pray. Did you find it? Yeah, Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth. As and it, yeah, that should be on earth. Right. 
in earth. Well, the Bible says the one I'm got on my lap says in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Yeah. So yours has changed, we think. Or was it always that way? I don't know. Yeah. So the changes um, also are grain fields that were referenced have now all changed to corn fields in the Bible through several passages, one being Matthew 12, verse 1. At that time, Jesus went on the Sabbath day through the corn, and his disciples were unhungered. I've never heard that, and began to pluck the ears of corn to eat. It is well known that corn did not exist in the Middle East at the time the Bible stories took place. And, and we all know Jesus was a, a strict vegetarian and he only ate fish. <laughs> <laughs> well, and bread, corn, which is where wheat, you use wheat to make bread, right? What about the whole should, thing where he fed all those people with fish and bread? It and they should were be. Like, that was great. Thanks, yeah, Jesus. it should be wheat fields, yeah. not corn, because corn didn't even exist. It wasn't even brought over to Europe, much less the Middle East, through thousands of years later or it's, a thousand years later. It's the GMO Corporation. They <laughs> have infiltrated not just our land, but our Bibles now, too. Another change that they point to is in Matthew 9, verse 17, where they say um, in a verse that says wineskins has now changed to bottles. And the verse says, neither do men put new wine into old bottles, else they bottles break and the wine runners out and the bottles perish, but they put new wine into new bottles and both are preserved. Well, this to me doesn't make any sense because (laughs) in the context, well, bottles don't degrade and wineskins are the ones that do perish if, you know, the wine is left in them over time, the skins wear out. Mm. But actually, if you put wine in a bottle, it never goes bad. In fact, the taste gets better with age. So it doesn't even make sense Yeah, in what they're saying. Yeah. So that one to me is kind of odd. Yeah. And the corn is really odd. And then, of course, we all know the famous phrase, the lion shall lie down with the lamb in Isaiah 11, verse 6. But now people are saying that has changed to the wolf shall dwell with the lamb. So they're referencing Twilight. Because remember, (laughs) Edward Edward said he was a lion that fell in love with a lamb. Oh, my God. And now it's the wolf, which means ultimately she chose Jacob. Oh, wow. So the Twilight books are going to change now. She's going to end up with Jacob. Great. We need to like double cross reference this. (laughs) So my last Bible Mandela effect is um, coming up here. The last book, the Revelation, uh, people seem to think it used to be called the book of Revelations. Yeah, it is. It isn't. It is. It's. The Revelation. Carol, stop. (laughs) Um, They also used to reference the horses of the apocalypse. Yes. We had the four horses being death, war, famine, and pestilence. Huey, Dewey, Louie, and the news. Um, And they all had like (laughs) different colors associated with them, like pale, uh, I don't know, black, red, brown. I don't remember what the colors were, but they're saying that that has now changed to death, war, famine, and conquer. <laughs> conquer? Yeah. This is really confusing because the X-Men, when the apocalypse gathers his four horsemen, it is death, war, famine, and pestilence. So people are pointing to this as reference because, you know, they copied what they their interpretation of the Bible was for the X-Men. Okay. Since these are very popular 
figures, the four horsemen. Uh, however, now that has also changed to conquer, to conquest. Really? Yeah, so pestilence is apparently in the older versions, and the modern one is conquest. So um, remember a couple episodes back where I did the Simpsons um, predictions? Yeah. They did an episode where they had the, the four horsemen. Okay, of the apocalypse. Yeah, and I'm trying to see now if I can find it. Here we go. Um, come here. Okay, so they had one guy's on a horse, and his flag says Treehouse of Horror. <laughs> the next horse says Pestilence. Okay. The next horse says Famine, and the last horse says War. So see, that's another proof that it used to be Pestilence. Yeah, yeah, The Simpsons would have lied to us. And now they're saying it doesn't really even mention much of the attributes at all. I mean, the whole thing is crazy to me. I, I think there's so much going on here. Um, there's also these weird, fascinating modern words that are showing up. Words like suburbs, the matrix. Wait, where are those um, words showing up? In the Bible. Oh. The matrix used to be, instead of the matrix, it used to be the word womb in Exodus 34, verse 19. Hmm. Uh, but now it says matrix. All that openeth the matrix is mine. Isn't that bizarre? Unicorn so is in womb, there. Instead of the word womb? It says matrix now. Well, that is weird. And uh, unicorn is in there. Stuff. Mortgage. Unicorn made it into the Bible. Yeah. Liberals. <laughs> Liberals are in the Bible. They're in the Bible. Pennies. Come on. Pennies. Pennies. Apron. You're going to love this. Aliens. <gasps> Really? Yes, and I know you want to look up that verse. It's Hebrews 11, verse 34. That's where aliens is. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. I'm going, I'm going oh, hold on, I'll put okay. it on pause. Holly, oh, will you read this verse yeah, for us? Yeah, this is insane. Okay, Hebrew chapter, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 34 says in my mother's 1970 Bible, quenched, quote, the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. That, to is me, creepy as fuck. is an alien invasion. How many times is the word aliens mentioned in the Bible, do we know? I don't know, but it's there now. And it's It wasn't spooky. there before. It's spooky. They even have the word haunt in there. Huh. Frying pan. Frying pan. Yeah. Uh, doctors of the law and bank, which that used to, you know what that word used to be, Holly? Mm. Money changers. So you don't think this is just new interpretations? Look at your, but look we at had your the Bible. Word, but we had the word aliens in the 1970s. But they, but they didn't, they didn't use these terms when talking about biblical things. They didn't use frying pan. No. They didn't use the word pennies or mortgages. Wait, pennies from heaven. Yeah, that didn't come about until like way later. So I know I know that some of these probably do have an older interpretation, like, you know, something is a, of foreign nature, it's alien to us, so they could be using it in that term. But I still don't think that was commonly a term used back then. I no. could be wrong, but I just think this whole thing is crazy. And do you remember the story in the Bible where... They would uh, talk about John the Baptist's head being served on a platter. 
to King Herod? I don't remember that, no. Well, yeah, he was persecuted and they wanted um, his head on a platter to be brought to him. Well, now it reads, give me John Baptist's head in a charger. Like, what's a charger? <laughs> what, well, that what is there, that. Th- there's chargers are those decorative plates you put underneath a plate. Oh, that's right. So maybe they're that's gold what they're referencing. They're... Yeah. Okay, but yeah, so that different. So bring me his head on a decorative plate. Yeah, rather than the platter. <laughs> yeah. So platter reminds me of like those pigs with the apple in the mouth and the vegetables. So maybe he just wanted the head, no vegetables. Maybe. Maybe he's using it as a decoration piece. Yeah. So there's some naysayers out there. They say, okay, so if this is happening, why is it only happening in the King James Bible? There's many different versions. Yeah. Well, that used to be the case. Nobody could find changes. But now people are definitely seeing changes in the different... Um, versions that are out there like the new international version there's some changes it's definitely fewer examples being seen but they are seeing things change Mm. Uh, but the big thing is it it doesn't match people's memories and a lot of these things don't make sense for the time frame that it was referring to yeah huh interesting so very bizarre yeah okay so let's go on to some other ones okay do you think, Holly, there were six people in the limousine driving John F. Kennedy the day he was assassinated or four people in the car? You know, in my mind's eye, I feel like there was four, mm-hmm. but I don't know for sure. So I remember four, too. I wasn't there, but just from the photographs I see and kind of the footage I saw, I kept thinking it was four people as well. Yeah. Well, now they're saying it was always six people in the limousine yeah but i also am questioning this one as a true mandela effect because that can just be camera angles sure and you're not when you well for you and i we were not born when he was assassinated but when we watch that footage we're i'm only looking at him i'm not really looking at anybody else around there so i'm not thinking how many people are in the car and I'm just wondering if, like, for editing purposes, to make it clear, they removed, yeah. like, the two people in the middle. Maybe. I don't know. And then this next one is just totally wrong. Ed McMahon was never seen with the prize patrol handing out checks from the publishing clearinghouse sweepstakes. But didn't he do some commercials where they brought people on? And he's like, here's your balloons. Congratulations. Okay, he was the face of publishing clearinghouse. That's yeah. my whole point. Yeah. They say he never did that. He never, but he never, he never went to anyone's house. No, he never handed out checks. He was never the face. But he of never sh- publishing like, did it in the studio house. or anything like that. Nope. He's huh. nope. They're That's saying it never happened. Is he still alive? I have no idea. I bet he's. I bet he's. Well, you know what? Maybe he is I alive. But we've been passed. told he was dead. Oh, yeah, a long time ago. So he could possibly be alive, but he might be dead. Let's see, Ed. Mick, there he is. This says that he did die on June twenty third, two thousand nine. But maybe he's still alive. <laughs> With Tupac. <laughs> With Tupac, and Nelson Mandela hanging out in New Mexico. That's, That's where right. All the people go to New Mexico for their second life. So, I love uh, watching old movies and everything. And I, I think I've watched Wizard of Oz, probably. 15, 20 times mm. in my life. Mm-hmm. You know the scene where the scarecrow, the tin man, and the lion and Dorothy are all scared and they're all walking through the scary forest together? Yeah. Did you know that the scarecrow now carries a gun? No. Where did he get a gun? 
Exactly. Where did he get a gun? When did that happen? Well, he has a gun now. Really? People are saying they never remembered the scarecrow having a gun. And one of the main things that they think why this is a Mandela effect is, you know how when there's plays and theatrical productions done of movies, they really study the characters and they try and get everything right and the props right? Well, none of the theatrical plays that have been, you know, reproduced ever have the scarecrow carrying a gun. Yeah. So people are saying... If that was true, you you know you would have him carry the gun in the woods. Yeah, I don't. I'm not pulling that up in my memory banks right now. Scarecrow, hold on. Scarecrow. Well, everything you're gonna look at is gonna show the gun. So I mean, that's my point is when people try and go back and look, it's but gonna show it, the changes. Will it trigger my memory though? I'm wondering. I don't know. Let me see. Yeah, he has a gun. Images. Maybe it was so slight I never really noticed it. Why would they give the guy without a brain the gun? Exactly. <laughs> and you know, he's sense. so scared and he's shivering. He shouldn't be carrying a gun. No. The other thing they say the, is the that... The Tin Man should have carried, for sure. And there's a Mandela effect about the Tin Man. <laughs> the Tin Man now wears this weird silver shirt and tie. Hmm? Which I never noticed before. I always thought his little outfit, you know, the tin can. Yeah. They ha he had these rivets going down the yes, front. Yes, he does. That kind of resembles buttons to me. But it is not a shirt and a tie. But if you watch the movie, it's now a shirt and tie. Really? Uh, in some scenes. And huh. people are really weirded out by it. Um, they're like, this is so cheesy. Why would we not notice he's just wearing a sprayed-on shirt? Yeah. So. No, his outfit was pretty killer. It really was. It huh. actually killed him, his outfit. Did you know that? Oh, the paint did? Yeah. Really? He died from the poison <gasps> of the paint. How well do you know your American history? Not that great. It's <laughs> so so well i you know i must say people are up in arms over their history classes including those with master degrees in american history mm, okay i was i was actually in advanced history classes and i agree with this one they did not do a good job because only recently did i hear that we were attacked by a foreign country on our soil before pearl harbor i was always taught that Pearl well, Harbor Canadians, was the main one. right? The Can <laughs> Canadians tried to invade and we pushed them back. Stop picking on the Canadians. <laughs> Talking about the French Revolution. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Black Tom Island? At Disneyland? No. That's <laughs> no. <laughs> Black Tom Island. Hey, Germans, if you're listening, have you heard of Black Tom Island? I wonder if they're aware because according to American history, the Germans bombed us on July 30th, 1916 at the start of World War One. Really? And it nearly destroyed the Statue of Liberty in the process. Wow. They sent over a group of spies who were focused on a munitions depot that was situated on a pier Connecting this Black Tom Island that I've never heard about before with Jersey City. Yeah. This force of the bomb, it 
you know, when it exploded, it hit the statue, damaging the arm and the torch. Repairs of the statue weren't made, though, until 1984, and they have the original torch displayed in the monument's lobby. The explosion was heard as far away as Maryland and Connecticut. It registered on the Richter scale as a 5.5 earthquake and shattered the stained glass out of cathedrals nearby. Hmm. People on Ellis Island that day had to be evacuated by ferry. There was over $20 million in damage. Oh, wow. And seven people were confirmed as dying in the blast, including a 10-week-year-old boy who was thrown out of his crib with the blast. Reports say the death toll is probably much higher because there were several housing boats that caught fire near the island, and due to the lack of an actual body count, some of those people who were on those houseboats uh, probably sunk um, or vanished, and they're just listed as missing. So I think this is just weird why they would let a statue symbolizing the strength and freedom of America stand with a damaged arm and torch for that many years without repair and not teach about this in any of our history classes. Yeah, I certainly don't remember um, learning about it, but that doesn't mean that they didn't teach us because I just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> and and same with me. You know, I, it's like, well, you know, I guess I could have forgotten something like that. But yeah. you would think you would hear about it again when 9-11 happened yeah. or something like that because they did bring up the bombing of the Luciana, Lu- Luciana the ship. Yeah. They did bring up past uh, episodes of... Right. Or I'm not... Not well, episodes, past incidents of... You know, attacks. Other attacks. Um, that was 1916, you said? Yeah, so, the bombing. Yeah. So, and how, like seven people were confirmed dead and then some people were missing. Perhaps it was so small of an event compared to Pearl Harbor and 9-11 that they just didn't really pay yeah, much attention. That it I don't got, know. That it got just um, it kind was, of dwarfed by it, other news. Yeah, it was so long ago. And uh, But no, it's interesting. I mean, I'm surprised that it wasn't brought up. Well, I can, you know, I can see maybe it not being taught, you know, in regular history, but I would think they would reference it at some point. Sure. And these guys who say they have PhD and masters in history, American history, and this guy specifically in World War One history. Yeah. Had never heard of this. That's interesting. Only until recently. Huh. huh. So, uh, and then of course there is a... Mandela effect about the Statue of Liberty itself. Okay. When I traveled to New York with my family as a kid, we went to Ellis Island off New York. Mm -hmm. And I got to go up into the crown of the statue. Mm -hmm. I heard they don't let you up there anymore. They, I don't think so. I don't think you can go up there. I'm not sure. I don't think you can. Um, At the time, it turns out that in this timeline, the Statue of Liberty was never located on Ellis Island. (laughs) <laughs> that's creepy <laughs> where the hell was she she's on liberty island and always Wait, has been was she crawling up the empire state building with king kong she must have hmm. this so wait, she's on her own island and it's not ellis island she's on liberty island liberty instead island. of ellis island and you remember her being on ellis island. absolutely on ellis island huh. and when i was researching this because i was like of course she's on ellis island right yeah 
When I was researching this, there were all kinds of comments. And this one girl was like, I remember going there with my family and my name is Ellis. And they said, you're going to see the Statue of Liberty on an island that's named after you, Ellis. Wow. Isn't that weird? Like, that's hard to kind of mess that up. Right. So I think when David Copperfield did his moving the statue. Yep. Yep. He really levitated that thing and moved it to a different island. They're like, oops, David, you messed up. You couldn't move the statue back. Now we're going to have to pretend it was always on Liberty Island. And he raised all of our memories except for yours and that other chick. Yeah, that's um, it. No, there are so many people that think the same way. Really? Yes. Huh. You 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 really didn't think Statue of Liberty wasn't on Honest, Ellis Island? Honestly, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I've never paid that much attention. Oh, Lord, Holly. <laughs> I've only been in New York City like twice, and neither time did I go to Statue of Liberty or Ellis Island or anything. The first time I was there was for a wedding, and the second time I was there was just there for like a night or two, and that was it, and it didn't really do much. So the Bay Apple just didn't do much for I, you. I like New York. No, I really like it, but um, I just was in and out that second time kind of briefly, mm-hmm. and... and New York wasn't the point of my trip there at the time, so I didn't do a lot of touristy stuff. Well, I I just would love to have the weigh-in on our listeners on that one. I also remember giving in grade school a presentation on the black American inventor of the cotton gin, Eli Whitney. Mm. He was one of the very first really wealthy black Americans who also made life easier for the cotton workers. So a couple of years back, I saw this display celebrating Black History Month, uh-huh. and they had all kinds of inventors and famous people, notable figures from the past. And so I just asked, hey, why don't you have the famous Eli Whitney? And someone said, uh, because Eli Whitney is a white dude. <laughs> oh, uh-oh. So... I was really embarrassed, and I had to do some research. And yes, indeed, Eli Whitney is now a white guy who invented the cotton gin in 1794, but he is definitely not a black guy. Whoa, but you remember him being a black guy. Yeah, and I did a report on him. Oh, that's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Huh. So this is really strange. And um, I want to look that one up. According to a lot of people, they remember the same thing. I believe this qualifies as a Mandela effect because BuzzFeed weighed in. Okay. Recently did a poll regarding this and 56% around 10,500 people surveyed voted yes. I remember him as black. Really? And now I'm doubting everything I know. 38% of the people polled around 7,024 votes said no. I always knew he was white. And then 6%... Around 1,155 votes said, well, they have complicated thoughts on the matter. So they're just, they just don't even know. You yeah. Know? They were a, like you, Holly, falling asleep in class. Yeah. he He's definitely a white dude and he's got some kind of crazy comb over weird side swipe hair situation. Yeah. He just doesn't. Um, wow. Yeah. And uh, uh, so, I mean, Ooh. a lot of kind of crazy stuff with that. It makes you just wonder. In this picture, he looks like his face is kind of melted. Look. Oh, (laughs) he's morphing in and out of reality as we see. It's like someone took some LSD and said, I'm going to paint a picture of that black gin, uh, cotton gin gin guy. Cotton gin guy who's now white. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll never really know um, because that's all changed. And this one many can relate to. The missing emojis on the Apple iPhone. 
So Apple, if you're listening, you've handled this really poorly because you could have just said we retired some old emojis for our new and improved emojis with our latest updates, but no. Instead, a Google search just makes you feel crazy by saying, these emojis never existed, and here is the list. The robber bandit. I don't remember using the robber bandit to talk about all the things I've stolen. (laughs) (laughs) Just hearts. Just hearts. Oh. (laughs) The hiker. Do you remember the hiker? No, I don't. The blind person with the cane. No. <laughs> How? What? God. The Japanese or the, you know, the Asian flip-flops that everybody made fun of. And they're like, these mm. don't even look like flip-flops because they weren't. They were like the specialized open shoes that you they and called I, them the thong sandals. You and I have now deviated from our lives together and I don't know you. <laughs> you don't know any of these emojis? I don't emojis? know any of them. I don't the know what Robert you're Bandit had like a bag of gold and like a striped shirt with a, like a little mask. Like the Hamburger from McDonald's? Yeah, kind of. That's kind of how they made him. And he's gone. He, I guess he never existed. <laughs> Yeah, I know I, the, I, I know those flip flops existed. <laughs> I know they did. I can see them in my mind. I can draw you a sketch. So okay, Carol. Whatever. So <laughs> my last one, mm-hmm. the sun. The sun is real. God damn it. Okay, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot just pretend the sun doesn't exist. Well, anymore. Holly, in in coloring books growing up. What color did you make the sun? Yellow. Yeah, it's either yellow or like that orangey yellow. Yeah. We never thought it to be blue. No, it's not. And certainly not bright white. Well, uh, maybe. I never made my son white. Well, I never made it white in my colorings because white crayon on white paper doesn't show up. Well, kids nowadays are coloring the sun white. Well, it's because they're those indigo children. Yeah. <laughs> they, they see they, they see, see everything in pureness. Yeah. Yes. Um, but if you ask kids today what color the sun, many will say white. And it is true. If you take a look mm-hmm. at the pictures being posted, the sun is unusually white. But I'm not sure this is also a true Mandela effect because my theory is it's just the quality of camera film or... Maybe it's like the blue gold dress thing where half of us see the sun as yellow oh, yeah. and the other half of us see it right. as white. Right. And depending um, on how you answer will be if you go to hell or heaven when you oh, die. Okay. Because <laughs> this, this is a spiritual Mandela quest. Yes, it's a quest. spiritual test. It's very, very clear to me when that, I took it. That's like, well, what's happening here. Yeah. And doesn't pollution make sense too? Like, sure. isn't that how the beautiful red-orange sunsets are made is that pollution in the air that's why we see it so well sure i don't know what makes a sense of that well i'm i'm thinking maybe our air quality is getting better then (laughs) well hooray after covid they said it did get better because we weren't out driving around as much so maybe you're right so well anyway so Mm. those are my mandela effects wow well i have a couple i can throw in cool um the first one <laughs> we'll talk about. I think we've talked about before, haven't we? we probably. But I'm going to bring it up here because um, I didn't know it was a Mandela effect until I saw it. I'm like, oh, wow. Because I got in a fight with my class once over there. Oh, no. Did what I not tell you the story? No, this is scandalous. Please tell me. <laughs> so a couple of years ago, I was taking a class at Portland Community College. And it was some kind of law class. And I can't, I think it was like... Was it contracts? I can't remember now what it was. Anyway, 
our teacher wanted us to write up some kind of a brief about, you know, Corella DeVille. Oh, yeah. And, you know, if you're going to agree to sell her your puppies, your Dalmatian puppies or not, I can't remember <laughs> what the whole assignment was, but it was something about Cruella DeVille and, and deciding to give her your dogs for her coat, right? Cruella DeVille. Exactly. So he's sitting there and he goes, yeah, so you guys are going to um, write this brief about Cruella DeVille. And then he goes, her name is spelled C-R-U-E-L-L-A. D-E-V-I-L-L-E. And I was like, what? No, it isn't. And I raised my hand. And I said, no, actually, her name is spelled, her last name is spelled D-E-V-I-L. It's it's spelled like devil, but it it's is. pronounced Deville. Yeah. And two or three of the students in that class turned around and looked at me and they said, uh, no, it is not. It is D-E-V-I-L-L-E. It's French. No. And I, Carol, I was this close to saying to them, uh, no, motherfucker. <laughs> I work for the Walt Disney Studios, and you I had know. to write the word Cruella DeVille about a thousand times when I worked there. And trust me when I tell you, it's D-E-V-I-L. -E I remember that, yes. too. Yes. But they were so smug. And then I just sat there, and I thought, you know what? You're making an issue over something quite small. Just let it go. So I, I did. I let it go. You know, that's really good of you. And I should have spoken up and said, fuck you. No, that's not right. That reminds me <laughs> of a couple other Disney ones, right? The uh -huh. castle. Of which, which film? Cinderella's Castle. Cinderella's Castle. In Disneyland is moved, right? People yeah, are saying that. You said that it's no longer at the front. To me, it still is. But I know when you walk into Disneyland, in California anyway, I'm not sure about Florida. But when you walk into Disneyland, you go through the little turnstile and then you see the, the bank of roses. Mm -hmm. It says Disneyland. There's the train. You walk around that and then there's, and there's the, the castle. castle. Yeah. But some people are saying you see it as the they thought you saw it as the first thing when you go through I and I never remembered that yeah I think that in tv commercials it gives you that sense but you, you it's not the first thing you see you see that bank of flowers and then you walk around and then there's the castle so yeah I don't remember ever seeing the castle first but perhaps they built that out later and the older people remember the castle first well do you remember Tinkerbell mm -hmm. and waving her little wand yeah. In front of the Disney... Yeah, in front of the castle. No, in the movies yeah. where she spells out Disney. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then she dots the I with her wand. Yeah. Supposedly that never happened. Oh, that's weird. I do remember that. Huh. I do too. But anyway... Oh, the, I'm sorry. The Cruella DeVille thing, that is a Mandela effect. People yeah. believe that her name used to be spelled D-E-V-I-L-L-E. And I was like, I just thought that I was with a bunch of morons in class. But perhaps they remember it being spelled that way. But I even went back and looked at the original book that was written, 101 Dalmatians. The author wrote her name, D-E-V-I-L. So I'm like, where are they getting this? Well, it's frustrating because they are also absolutely right. I believe in their timeline, it was always D-E-V-I-L-L-E -L -L -E Even for though them. it's much more clever to spell it D-E-V-I-L. Oh, -E yeah. I loved our timeline <laughs> so much better. Yeah, that... Sad for them, but good for us. Good for us. Yeah. Um, then there's another one, uh, Silence of the Lambs. Apparently, Anthony Hopkins, who plays Hannibal Lecter, yeah. never says the words, hello, Clarice. Which Get is, out of town. Which is weird to me, because I swear to God, I've heard him say, hello, Clarice. There's so many great lines from that movie. He absolutely said that. I know, but apparently he never does. Huh? 
So, uh, you know, there's the... Um, and people watch the movie and he doesn't say it now. I haven't gone back and watched the movie to look for that not being there. But that's one of the things I read online was that he never says, hello, Clarice. That's crazy. Um, he'll say, I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs> But like I love the scene too, where um, the but, girl down on the well, whole thing, she gets the dog, and, yeah, and he's like, "Don't you hurt my dog?" She's like, "Don't you make me hurt your dog?" <laughs> that's, a, that's some good writing, right but, there. <laughs> but I'm sorry, but hello, Clarice is the iconic line. I know you say that doesn't happen, and apparently it doesn't want to happen. No, apparently it does not. Okay, that's just bizarre. very strange. Um, and then Patrick Swayze. Mm-hmm. Um, fans remember that he went into remission when he had his pancreatic cancer diagnosis. And I'm pretty sure I remember that too. But here's the thing. I remember seeing it in a headline on a magazine. So perhaps they were incorrect in reporting that because he died 20 months after his diagnosis. He never came back into remission. So I'm wondering if that was just a misreporting on the, the part of the tabloids. Right perhaps and that's why people misremember him getting better he never actually did okay so that's you know that's too bad did i tell you about when i my uh a friend of mine won uh, years ago she won a big sweepstakes to go down to hollywood and see the premiere of Waterworld. no the movie Waterworld. i don't remember you telling me that yeah it was pro- it was probably i don't know 19 or 20 anyway she asked me to go with her and we went down there, and there were all these, I mean, it was such a surreal experience. There were all these celebrities. We went on the red carpet. Um, there, was, there was winners from all over the country that they had done this contest for. And we went in, and we watched the movie. And, you know, Brad Pitt was there when he was dating Gwyneth Paltrow. They yeah. were there. Um, Patrick Swayze was there. And at one point, we went over, and I go, oh, my God, that's Patrick Swayze. And he heard me, <gasps> and he turned around and he smiled and my friend my friend my friend ran over and got a photo i took a photo of the two of them together um, it was really cool he was oh. so nice and he was at cuz we were at this little afterward party that was also sponsored by the studio so a lot of the celebrities were there and um uh you know they don't they're just there to hang out i don't think they're expecting to hang out with fans but the fact that he heard me and was so nice and was willing to do that photo. I didn't feel like, you know, it, I, I guess I wasn't expecting him to do that because I don't think he was in an environment where he was supposed to be hanging out with fans. He was just there with other people from the industry. Yeah, so. so it was, re- he was really cool. It was really awesome that he did that. It's um, amazing. Yeah, That's awesome. It was, it was an amazing experience. I was just like, wow, I can't believe all these famous people. And it was crazy. That's that was another sad one when I remember. He died. he died way too young. I mean, he was. Like he would have had a much bigger, longer career had that not happened to him. It was very sad. Yeah. He was one of my favorites. I love Patrick Swayze. Um, and of course we talked about Billy Graham. That did, we, one, did we talk about Billy Graham? No, that one we did mention it slightly, but that that is the biggest Mandela effect personally Absolutely. that I've ever been through because yeah. I know without a shadow of a doubt, I watched his funeral. I know. Way I, before yeah. Yeah, 2012, or you thought it was even before that, right? I thought it was even before 2012. I thought I I thought it was more like in the late uh, 90s or early 2000s. 
that he died. But I I do remember watching the funeral, so I could just maybe have gotten the year wrong. Yeah. But I know it wasn't recent. I, I know. And I, I want to say 2012 feels about right to me. But I absolutely remember thinking, oh, Billy Graham died. And then when he died, I'm like, wait. He already died a long time ago. Same What's with going me. On? I his, sound like a crazy person his, when I say this. I know. Well, a lot of people feel that way. A lot of people feel that way. And his wife had died in 2007. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's a miscommunication or a misremembering of just it's her, not him. But I absolutely feel like he had died. Absolutely. I, I did too because of the tribute given to him. Yeah. I remember all the presidents went to his funeral. Yeah weird because you know he was the pastor of so many presidents Mm -hmm. he was like the official pastor yeah yeah i don't know it's weird isn't it and it's so strange because his daughter did speak at his funeral the one that supposedly happened in 2018 you said Mm -hmm. and she also spoke at the one (laughs) i watched so it's like did they pre-record this whole thing and like accidentally like filmed it and the whole thing was like hey guys let's pre-film my whole funeral Someone needs to pull her yeah. aside and be like, when did he really die? Is yeah. he still alive? Maybe he's still alive and he's going <laughs> to die again here in 2025. And, and he's we're down like, with what? Tupac, too, and Tupac all the Tupac and Nelson and uh, who was the other one we just said? Um, you said it. You were talking about someone earlier. Oh, well. I can't remember. I can't remember. It was so long That's ago. That's how our memories are. That's exactly are. why the Mandela effect exists, because we can't even remember what we talked uh, about 10 and, minutes ago. And that's why. Uh, but I've found that my long-term memory is much better than my short-term memory. Oh. And I think it's just because when you're younger, every experience is new. So it yeah. burns into your brain. Whereas yeah. when you get older, Take people say, you know, the days just seem to blend one into the other. And because they you're do. not... You're not experiencing brand new experiences. Mm-hmm. And that's why you kind of just are like brain dead. You formed all of those neural pathways and all of those wrinkles in your brain. Mm-hmm. And all you're doing is refiring them over and over again. And after a while, you're like, this is kind of boring. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no longer that interested in paying attention to things. All right. Thanks, Guys, everybody. Take your vitamins. Keep your memories up. You don't want to live in this crazy uh, universe no. called Mandela. No, effect. you don't. All right. <laughs> Good night. Good night. He says, no, I am your father. I am your father. No, he just says, no, I am your father. No, I am your father. No, I am your father. No, I'm your father. It's a broken record. (laughs) Wicka, 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 what? Wicka, 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 wicka. So when did the King James Bible version come out? That's a good question. Let's put it on pause and find out. Okay, (laughs) As the flames die down, do remain undaunted. Though all hitchhikers are ghosts, and all dolls are definitely haunted. Hey guys, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Fireside Phantoms. If you have a spooky story you would like to share with us, send it to firesidephantoms at gmail.com, and you may hear it on a future episode.